understand, of course, that you know, the touring band Kiss with all the costumes and, and, and all the things that, are, that can't continue uh, will have to come to an end, but can you see yourselves continuing the Kiss cruises? Because we, we, would, we would come even without the costumes because you are what makes this, the heart of the band. That is a great question. That's a great question. I think our thought is to continue. We want to continue the Kiss cruises. Obviously, once the band stops touring, the, the band uh, wouldn't be playing necessarily, but the idea of the Kiss Cruise, I think, is taking on a life of its own. It yeah. allows people from 33 countries to get together every year to celebrate Kiss, um, to see all kinds of cool merch. So I think over the years what will happen is the Kiss Cruise will transform into something else, but I think the Kiss Cruise is going to continue, and we will be there. Hi everybody, it's Gene Simmons from KISS. I'm here with Sonny Hollywood Pooney. And you're listening to the Growing Up Rock Podcast, but you knew that. All right, so it's amazing that you made it back to land and that you either didn't drown or weren't drowned by one of the other Kiss cruisers. Hollywood, you're back on dry land, baby. Yeah, I'm back. Everybody made it back. I don't know if all the friendships are the same, but everybody (laughs) made it back. Let's put it that way. Well, that was destined to happen. So in this episode, I thought it would be really cool because I know that all kinds of folks are going to be doing recaps. I'd rather come at this from a little bit different angle. You're now a Kiss Cruiser. This was your first Kiss Cruise, and you're a three-time Mort Cruiser, Monsters of Rock Cruiser. So I thought it would be fun, just from my own personal curiosity, to not only get your take on the Kiss Cruise, but also kind of compare the two cruises, because they're two great music cruises, and talk about the differences. And to help us out with that, I also bought a fellow Kiss Cruiser because he's been on multiple Kiss Cruises and he was on this Kiss Cruise with you, our old friend Steve Wright from the Potter and Hell podcast. Steve-O, what's going on, baby? Not much, my friend. Uh, thanks for the invite. And I can't wait to get into this. I have been on four Kiss Cruises. I went on Kiss Cruise 6, 7, 8. We skipped 9. And uh, we can maybe get into that later. Why? And Kiss Cruise 10 with all these crazy... Uh, I'll say people. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and it's good because you went on your first Monsters of Rock cruise the year before last. Last year, we had a down year, and you went on the one before last with myself and Sonny. So I figured you'd have a really good perspective, more so from the KISS side of things. And Sonny, now that he's been on the KISS cruise, he'd probably have a little bit better perspective from the Monsters of Rock side of the the coin because he's been on more Monsters of Rock cruises. Yeah, and I I don't know about you, but at times 
I found myself, even on the Monsters Rock Cruise, uh, which was the first one I went on with you guys the last time, I did find myself at times saying, okay, this was way different than the Kiss Cruise, and this was different, different, better. This one was different, not better. You know what I mean? I, I found myself comparing both, you know, on both cruises, and then this Kiss Cruise we just did, saying compared to the last Monsters of Rock Cruise and the other Kiss Cruises, it was there was a lot of comparison going, comparing going on, and it was just not – constant but just every now and then you'd be oh that's that's quite different the way they do that yeah and i hope that we can get into some of these things and examine it on uh, and just strip it down listen i know there's always going to be this magnitude of kiss and kiss fans and so if you're a major diehard kiss fan you're going to go on the kiss cruise and nothing's going to compare to that for you so i get that part of it Whereas Monsters of Rock, it's more about rock and roll and it's more about a whole bunch of different bands. And maybe you got one or two favorites that you go on the cruise for, but probably it's more about the community. I don't know. But based on other Kiss cruises, Steve, how was this Kiss cruise in terms of the other Kiss cruises? Was it similar? When we got done doing, when we did a recap, we recorded it two nights ago. It was uh, me. It was actually our cabin. It was me. Chris Granza, Scott Sadowski, and my, my buddy Rob Callagher, and we ranked them at the end. And, and the rankings were different. I mean, Scott, obviously, it was his first Kiss Cruise, so he was you know he couldn't really rank them. And the three of us had three different favorite Kiss Cruises. And mine was actually this Kiss Cruise. Okay. Um, my second one was my first one because it was all new. You got a picture with the band. I think it was just the newness of it. Uh-huh. But then every successive Kiss Cruise, they took more and more away from you with the band. And the more you wanted to do with the band, the more money it was going to cost you as you went along. And this one, there was no personal interaction with the band whatsoever unless you bought a guitar, a microphone, you know, a painting or, or whatever. There's no interaction with kids whatsoever anymore unless you're, you're willing to shell out that money. And if you could afford it, hey, more power to you. But I was there, and, and I told these guys all the time, and I'm going to get a shirt made next year. I'm here for the hang. I had an awesome time with my buddies. And that the Kiss show was, was really good, was the icing on the cake for me because – the reason we didn't go on Kiss Cruise 9 was because Cruise 8, we didn't get that special indoor show where you would get the deep tracks. We were pretty much the guinea pigs for the end of the road tour on Kiss Cruise 8. So we're like, you know what? We're not going on Kiss Cruise 9. And apparently Kiss Cruise 9, they got the same thing, just the same old songs that you heard a million times. No deep tracks, no nothing. So I think we made a good decision on not going on Kiss Cruise 9. But they brought a lot of that stuff music-wise back to Kiss Cruise 10. But overall, the Kiss Cruises, and I know there's little differences here and there, but overall was the way that it was handled. Like with Monsters of Rock Cruises, the two that I've been on have been similar in the way that they looked and and felt. Was all the Kiss Cruises, including this one, sort of similar in that fashion? Yeah, they were. Okay. They were pretty similar. But I think the main difference between the two, just right off the bat, is focus. Okay. The Kiss Cruise is focused on Kiss. Monsters of Rock is focused on no one in particular. You have your headliner or whatever. Right. But there's people that I'm sure don't even like who the main bands are on the Monsters of Rock Cruise. But you are a Kiss fan if you're going on that Kiss Cruise. Or you're like my wife. You're just along for the ride. And she had an awesome time as well. Right. Nobody's going on a Kiss Cruise to see Black and Blue. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> especially sunny yeah nobody's yeah. going anywhere to see black and blue <laughs> i mean they, they show up at that they show up when they play and they have a good time that's really the point i was making but they're not they're not paying a price of admission to go uh see black and blue i get it so i broke this down into some different areas for comparison and i'll start with this one 
Sonny, what's included in this cruise? What is the pricing in terms of Monsters of Rock versus Kiss and what's included in it? Yeah, so if we take all the COVID stuff out because that changed a few things, the pricing for the cabin was comparable. Okay. It's pretty comparable. You know, you could say that you're getting gypped a little bit on the Kiss Cruise because you don't have as many bands to see, et cetera, et cetera. But that part's pretty comparable. Right. The biggest difference is there's only two Kiss tickets included, and they include a 250 extra each. So there's the price of the cabin, and then there's $500 for two Kiss tickets, but there's four people in the cabin. Okay, so... So the two tickets are not necessarily included. You have the option to buy two tickets for a cabin, but they're not included. You're paying 500 bucks, which is 250 bucks a ticket extra on top of the price for the actual cruise and the fees and all that, right? That is correct. And if you have four people in your cabin, the other two are out of luck. They can't even get a ticket. And that is to only one of the two shows indoors, correct? That is correct. Right. This year, it was different because the international people couldn't travel out of the country or into the United States, so they weren't able to go. So that opened up tickets because otherwise on this cruise, Rob and Chris had booked the room, and Scott and I were the ones that came on after. Those tickets were going to go to those guys. But with the international people not being allowed to go on this cruise, that opened up the tickets to the other people in the cabins. And it worked out good for Rob and Chris because what they did is they gave me and Scott their tickets, and they moved those guys closer But like if it was a full boat, we wouldn't have had that opportunity to go to that show. And those two tickets also cost two fifty each. So they're not given to you. Yep. No, no, they weren't handed. We paid for them. And I'm assuming that the price for the cabin also includes your food at all the regular restaurants, not the specialty restaurants, just like any cruise, correct? Correct. And then what about beverages? Yeah. So this year what happened was because the cruise was postponed. Mm Mm-hmm. Anybody who stuck with it got a complete beverage package for free. So you only had to pay like the gratuity or whatever every time you got a drink or whatever. Right. But besides that, it was an unlimited drink package, alcohol included. Uh Uh Different than what happens at more because sometimes they do the whole coupon thing. With the coupon things, it's a pain in the ass. Like Mm -hmm. my guess is on more people just pay, look, here's 300 bucks. I just want to drink as much as I can kind of thing versus buy these damn coupons. Which I think probably in normal times, it would be that on the Kiss Cruise as well. It just so happened that for this, there was an open bar because of the whole postponement. Is that right, Steve? Yeah. And, and the thing with the with the drinking packages on the Kiss Cruise was that when we went to Kiss Cruise 8, Rob and I split a cabin. So I'm just a beer guy. I'm like, I'll just drink beer all day, you know, whatever. But he's the mixed drink guy. So the prices are different. And the whole cabin has to get the same drink package. So he can't get like he can't just pay for the ultimate drink package and me pay for the beer package. They're different prices. So what we did was we got the ultimate drink package and he paid my difference so that he could get the get the other package. Like you literally have to get the same drink package in the room. Wow. Yeah. Well, I think that's normal on cruises like a normal cruise when you're in a cabin and you get a drink package on a normal not rock and roll cruise. Both people in the cabin have to get the drink package. Yeah. I mean, I've never been on one of them. Yeah, because otherwise then people are sharing and it it makes it too tough to manage. So I get that part of it. So let's talk about the ship. I think this was a Norwegian ship, right? 
Yep. Versus the Royal Caribbean ships for the more cruises were the ships, the food, the beverages, the cabins. Was that all pretty comparable to what you guys know about the Royal Caribbean and Mork ships? Well, Sonny, wouldn't you say you could probably fit the Kiss cruise ship in the Monsters of Rock cruise ship itself? Yeah, I would say that's accurate. So the cabin, you know, was similar. The food, similar. Buffet, similar. The restaurant, similar. Beverages, all similar. Casino, similar. Like, all, all that's got to be similar. Yeah. But the difference was because we had a limited amount of attendees, they had changed the ship we were going on. So this ship was, I would say, two-thirds of the size of the Mork ship, in my opinion. Yeah. But that's a normal size, though, for the Kiss Cruise. And which ship was this? This was the Norwegian what? The Gem. That's one of the smaller, older ships. Okay. How about the venues on this ship? So where the bands played and places to hang out. So on the Mort Cruise, we had Studio B. We had the big pool stage. We had the uh, nice theater. And we had the shitty Star Star Lounge or yeah, whatever it the was. Star, yeah, the stage was a foot off the ground. And so unless you were up front, you couldn't see anything. And then you had not cool places to hang out. We all hung out in the schooner bar almost the entire time. How was this ship in terms of the venues and places to hang out? Yeah, I would say take what we normally have on more, subtract Studio B and subtract Spooners, and you got everything else. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. Big pool stage, a nice theater. Yeah. And the thing is, too, they utilized certain things on the Kiss Cruise, and they didn't utilize certain things on the Kiss Cruise. This was the first time that they had shows up on the sports deck where they have the basketball court all like netted in and stuff. They had, they had bands playing up there. They had the flip cup competition up there, but that is a first because they would usually, there was a down in what they call bar city. There's a whiskey bar and there's a martini bar there, but then there was a, a stage there that they used for bands to play like the, like the, the lower bands to play. And then really between there and the casino, there was another one where they would have bands play and they didn't utilize either one of those stages on this kiss cruise. Right. Because there, there were that many last bands. Okay. And my guess is they're trying to make it COVID-friendly, so do as much right. outside yep. as you can. But, Stephen, I'm telling you, the winds oh. the winds created part of the problem. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it would have done more outside. Like, they had to cancel some stuff that had happened out that was going to happen outside. Wow. It's been pretty windy on Mork before, but nothing like this, huh? Yeah, this oh, was insane winds. Yeah, not even close. Okay. Wow. Yeah. I, I was talking with, with the drummer from Queensryche, uh, Casey Grillo, and we were talking about the wind. I, I, had a, I had a really good conversation with him. And he said that the last show that they did, the wind was so bad that he was, uh, you know, these guys are long hair guys. He said it was tough to, for him. He was trying to get his hair in a ponytail because when you start playing the drums, you chop up your sticks. His hair was getting caught in the sticks when he was playing. And he said it was a pain in the ass because it was so windy and he said you know it's tough the ship is you know going back and forth the wind was the wind was brutal on this one more than any other kiss cruise i've been on even uh monsters of rock like way more wind than on that one yeah i'll tell you that queen's right shit that ain't easy to play as a drummer yeah yeah well casada was saying on the on the jericho cruise the wind was so bad that he would go to hit a cymbal and he'd miss it's not there I think he's missing because he's just missing and he's blaming the wind, but he says it was the wind. Now on the Jericho cruise, I think they used a barge and not actually a cruise ship, right? <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> That's mean. That's very mean. Uh, it's fun. Who doesn't love a good they play on a raft? <laughs> okay. So let's talk about the embarkation and debarkation. So basically checking in and off the cruise ship. Was that pretty much similar, easy, pain in the ass? What was that like for you? The COVID stuff made it tough, but 
that is what it is. The check-in for us, other than that, Sunday, I don't know how you guys made out. But once we got through the COVID stuff, I literally set my tire on my phone. We got in the, in the line. Tony was with us. We got on the ship. And it was just over two hours from when we got in the line to do the COVID testing to when we actually got our cards to get out on the ship. So with the COVID stuff, I didn't think that was too bad. And But the bulk of it was waiting for the COVID stuff. I'll tell you, I timed it. We got to the dock at 1130. We were on the ship at 140. Okay. So we got through all the shit. And, and there was all cool. kinds yep. of stuff about the Jericho cruise and people waiting for eight hours, 10 hours. First of all, I don't know if any of that shit's true. But I can no. tell you, if it was, they fixed it all by the time the Kiss cruise happened. And that would have been within a couple of days. So that most of that is probably bullshit. Yeah. I saw some video with you uh, completely lost and not knowing how to get on a ship, uh, Sonny. Was that taken out of context? Well, I, I think the lady said turn right and I didn't hear her. So me and Danny both went left. And then there was this, you know, your other right <laughs> bullshit. So, you know, my mistake. <laughs> you know, what am I going to do? <laughs> all right. So let's talk about the bands. The obvious thing here is that there are many less bands on a Kiss cruise than there are on a Monsters of Rock cruise. On a Monsters of Rock cruise, you got somewhere in the neighborhood of 40 to 45 bands on the Kiss cruise. Basically, we already said it. People are paying to see Kiss. So you got Kiss and then you've got what? Maybe five to 10 other bands. Maybe five, five or well, six. Here's who was on the ship. So Kiss, Night Ranger, Queensryche, Bruce Kulick, Black and Blue, Tuck Smith and the Restless Hearts, The Talisman, Liliac, Nick Perry and the Underground Thieves, Toledo, and then you had Craig Gass and Courtney, if you want to count them. Obviously, you should because they're people. Right. Sebastian was supposed to be on the boat. We can talk about that when you want to, but he didn't make it there. So, you know, there's still 10 or 12 bands right? when you look at it. And each band plays twice? Queensryche played so, three times. They played three times, which was awesome. Okay. Talisman played three times. Mm-hmm. I can play three times as well. All different venues? No. So not everybody got to play the theater. The only people that got to play the theater was Kiss, okay. Bruce Kulick, and Courtney and Craig. That's it. Courtney everybody Craig. else yep. played somewhere else. Okay. But Night Ranger and Queensryche didn't play anywhere except the pool stage. Okay. They both played two shows there at the... Uh, Queens where I had three. Okay. And I don't know, that could be COVID driven. You would think, why not put just everybody in the theater over and over and over and over to get great sound? It could just be COVID driven. Uh huh. And I'm assuming that maybe some of those bands played three sets because Sebastian Bach, who was supposed to play two, wasn't there. Maybe. No. 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 Because they, they filled his time slot with like all star jams. So like they didn't give Queens where I an extra show on that spot. They, they kept the schedule as far as uh, the, the Sebastian Bach thing was concerned, but they just had guys just go up and jam and doing stuff. Now, did I understand that Sebastian didn't make the boat, but his band did? That is correct. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Further proving that uh, Sebastian is not a responsible adult. I don't know. What's, what's the story? Help me out here. It depends there, on who you want to believe. Yeah. There's rumors. He didn't know what a PCR test was. There's rumors that his passport was not in order. There's rumors that he did not comply with all of the guidelines that needed to be complied with to get on the boat and then pulled a, but dude, I'm Sebastian, dude, you know, pull that shit. It's like, (laughs) we don't give a fuck. Get off this boat. Hey, this is Sebastian Bach. Turn it up.
Yeah, and, and the I official didn't... line on, that they gave over the, the PA system on the boat was that he had an unexpected family emergency and he couldn't make the boat. So that was the official line that they were feeding the boat. And we're all like, really? Whatever. I would believe that, except for every time somebody had a chance to make fun of it, they did. So if it was a serious mm-hmm. family thing, they wouldn't have done that. Right. Right. So I heard numerous times, more than once, that it was an expired passport. That's basically what I heard from several different outlets. Take that for what it's worth. I don't know. But that's that's what I heard. I, I, and my reaction was, how the hell are you in a traveling band and a traveling musician and aren't keeping track of your expiration dates on your passports? Come on, man. Right. He, he's got to have some kind of management. I would assume that they would take care of all that shit. So I, I don't think that's a valid thing at all. Yeah. Interesting. And it just makes you look fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. So any standout performances or standout bands for you guys other than Kiss? And Bruce Kulick and, and uh, his band. Go ahead, Sonny. I'll tell you, Night Ranger absolutely crushed it. Like, there was guys that had never seen Night Ranger before. And I was so proud. I'm getting goosebumps telling you this right now. I was so proud to be standing there and just people's jaws drop that this band from the early 80s can still rock it as hard 40 years later.
proud of the Bay Area Brothers just fucking crushing it. And dude, Queensryche was off the hook. Dude, Todd sounds better every time I hear him. I'm sorry, listeners. I don't need Jeff Tate ever again. Dude, Todd is fucking killing it right now. So they were awesome. Cool. Yeah, I'll tell you, you know, I thought Talisman did really well, but they always do. Um, the jam band stuff, uh, Talismans were involved. You know, you had uh, uh, Todd Kearns involved, those guys. So they they did all that well. Black and Blue, I saw a little bit. That was more than enough. Uh, <laughs> Courtney did great. Everybody else was, to me, a little meh. Uh-huh. How about you, Steve? What about you? Yeah, for me, uh, the first Night Ranger show, my buddy Chris, we are both literally diehard Night Ranger fans. And, and I got to tell you, this cruise for me was absolutely perfect. I love Fozzie. I love Rat. But you know what? Give me Queensryche and Night Ranger any day. Yeah, Kiss, Queensryche, and Night Ranger, three of my top five bands on the same boat. I'm all in. Night Ranger for the first show, we waited almost two hours. We went up. We were right on the rail. And Sonny was busting me. What are you, 12 years old or 10 years old? He's busting my ass. <laughs> Blow me, by the way. And he had no, um, and he had no, he- uh, he had no earplugs in. I'm like, right here, am I looking at your ears right? You don't need earplugs and you're going to die up here. <laughs> uh, I was good. I was good. But absolutely fantastic. Love Night Ranger. Queensryche, blown away by those guys. And, and I agree with I agree with Sonny. Uh, believe me, I, I like Jeff Tate. He I, I met him a couple times. He was super nice to me. I'll go see him if he's playing, but I will take the band any day. Todd is incredible. The song selection they do, they deep dive into stuff from Rage for Order. You know, from the morning, they did NM156 was like, just boom, my mind just like, Blew right out of my head. Black and blue, I, I uh, have to agree to disagree with Sonny. I thought they were fantastic. I always liked black and blue. I thought they put on a good show. Yep. But I saw most of the first Sebastian Bach jam. They had, they had it like Sebastian Bach All-Star Jam or something like that they had on the screen. It was good. The girl for Lily, I came up and she sang. They uh, Brad Gillis came up. They did Crazy Train, Holy Diver, Paranoid. It was cool to see Brad Gills play Paranoid. Like I'm, it took me right back to speak of the devil with him. The girl from the layout, she literally, she may want to be, or thinks she is Ronnie James Dio. Yes. And I feel bad for her. She fucking wiped out on the fucking stage. I was like, Oh God, poor girl. But, uh, that was okay in that realm, but I didn't miss Sebastian. Truthfully. I really didn't. The guys in his band were cool. They were, they were pretty versatile. They played a lot of different stuff, but another highlight for me was, was Bruce's band. The cool thing for me with those guys is, I got to talk with Todd Kearns a little bit. I got to talk with Brent Fitz a little bit. And I talked Slash with those guys. Slash got new. I'm coming out. I got to talk to them about that. It was really cool. They're already slated for a tour next year. Yeah, we already we bought. Actually, my buddy BC bought tickets for us. Well, we were, the first day we were on the boat, they went on sale. He got tickets for us in New York. They're just super nice guys, humble guys. But honestly, I didn't get to see the Tucksmith band or that other band that played. I didn't get to, we didn't get to see them at all because we took some of that downtime just to meet and have a couple beers and, and shoot the shit. Well, dang, with only that many bands playing, though, it seems like you would have had more than enough time to do that kind of stuff. Am I wrong? We did. But you know what? We spent time. They had autograph sessions. We went to those because uh, Rob and Chris brought like some albums and stuff and we got a poster sign and stuff. So we went, we all went to that. That took that took some time out of a couple of days. But there were times where we just we, we kind of had a rule. Like if you were going back to the cabin to drop something off or you had to go there for something, you would get two beers and we would put them in the refrigerator. So when we were all there, we'd have some beers to go out on the balcony and shoot the shit. So there were times where we would just, I brought my Bluetooth speaker. We put it out on the, out on the balcony and we, we'd just stay there shooting the shit for an hour, hour and a half. Okay. How was the interaction with the bands based on this post COVID world that we live in? So you guys know what the interaction was 
pre-COVID with the bands on Mork, they're all around you. How was that in comparison to something like this? Uh, they're still all around you. I ran into the Night Ranger guys several times. Uh, we were we were on the same deck as most of the Night Ranger guys, too. Uh, ran into Craig and Courtney constantly. Ran into Tuck and Nick Perry constantly. Ran into Kearns and uh, Throne and Fitz constantly. So they were... They were on the boat because the boat's a little bit smaller. You're kind of running into these guys all the time. So that part was similar. You're not seeing Kiss. The Kiss guys no. don't not. But we didn't see Tom Keeper either, right? So there's like, that happens on Mork too. But uh, the Talisman guys, oh, they're, they're everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like So there's, that part is not an issue. Same thing that happened on Mork. You know, you got the Queen Drive guys playing dice at the end of the night or playing cards at the end of the night. So all that was... Very similar interaction wise. Everybody's so cool about taking pictures and blah, blah. And I think you saw all over the kiss boards and all over Facebook that people got all kinds of pictures. So I thought that was well done and almost less is more kind of thing because sometimes at Mork, man, it feels like it peppers and you just like constantly are running into people. You don't know like who to stop, when to stop, should you stop them? Like, I don't know. It's a little weirder on the Mork cruise. Let me ask you this. Do you guys get gifts in your cabin from Sixth Man each night? Yeah, every yep. night, every night. So that's something that Mort doesn't do, which I thought was uh, uh, cool. You get basically nothing with Mort. Uh, you get a uh, lanyard uh, with a, a cheap Mort pass thing on it at the first day, but then that's it. You guys get a little gift each night, right? Picks, posters, a robe. Kiss like robe. straight up kiss porn robe type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. If anybody uh, wants to buy one, I have one for sale. I'll never even take <laughs> it out of the package. <laughs> they gave like a, a collectible record thingy that's already on eBay. People are paying like 600 oh, yeah. bucks. And they're oh, nuts. Yeah. yeah. Um, Sonny, I don't know if you knew the difference in those. The the people that were on every kiss cruise, the 10 time cruisers, their record was gold. The ones that we got were silver. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know what the difference was. Yep. But Stephen, I put all those things they gave us. It's another two hundred fifty bucks, basically break even on the ticket you bought. I don't know why they charge for the ticket. Don't charge for the ticket. Don't give us a gift, so you'd be even. Right. Well, yeah, and they had dog tags. You get a dog tag for everyone. And the thing is, too, with the picks, they changed it because the Kiss Cruise six and seven, the people from Sixth Man, they made picks from them, and you would have to see someone from Sixth Man and ask them if they had a pick. So you may have eight gene picks and four paul picks and two tommy picks and no eric picks and you would actually get to a point you would say okay do you have an eric pick i don't need any of the other ones and it got to be these people just got mobbed everywhere they went so now they just give you a set of picks from sixth man but this year if you booked early you got an extra set of picks because you got one like dark set of picks and then you got like a white set of picks but if you booked early you got that extra set of picks because i was wondering why we got two and some people only got one but that was why because if you booked early you got the extra set of picks in your room so that part i think is extremely cool it's interesting because for me i was thinking well why don't they just include that ticket price in your cruise fare and just raise the cruise fare if that's what they need to do or whatever it is because it feels it feels really super jippy to have to pay to see kiss on their kiss cruise that you just paid x amount of thousands of dollars to get on in my head the only thing i can figure out is that they keep it separate because the actual ticket money goes to the band or something no i think, I think part it of has is, is a capacity thing too 
Yeah, I think theme. it has more to do with because you're only getting two tickets, all four would be paying for two tickets, which wouldn't be fair. So what they do is they just keep the ticket price separate. Say, look, you guys got four in your cabin. It's going to be X amount for each of you. And the two that are going to the show is 250 each. Yeah. I mean, I don't, to me, it seems like it's, there's an easier way to do it. I mean, I think probably, you know, however many people you got on the boat, everybody gets one ticket, you know, to see a show and, and, uh, the ticket is either this night or that night. But if, if they have a full boat, I don't think they could do it capacity wise for the theater. I think if you split half at that boat in half, you would not fit half in one night and half in another. I think that's why it's split. Price wise, I'm not sure how that how they figured that out or whatever. But if that boat is full, you could not fit half the ship in one night and half the ship in another night. And there were some empty seats on the night that we went, Sonny. I don't know if you noticed or not. There was there were some up in the balcony and there was some in the middle towards the back. And usually there's none. But Sonny, you were in the same row as us. I think there were probably thirty or forty more people in our row alone that shouldn't even have been there. <laughs> yeah, and I think that happened because you know you get to a point where all right, if the boat's full. You can't get everybody in there with doing only two shows and kiss A and adding a third because they're kiss. But when the boat's not full, you want to at least split it down the middle and have empty seats on both sides. So right. one show's not packed and one show's empty. So my guess is that's what created it. Yeah, it's interesting. I know this year's Monsters of Rock Cruise has Alex Cooper headlining, which is a pretty big name for the Monsters of Rock Cruise, and they've divided it up into wristbands, and I guess you get a wristband for one night or the other, depending on what color you pick. So Yeah, but that theater is bigger, so you could split it into two. But, That's the difference. but also, too, when they were going to do that island thing, it was going to be different there, too, right? Because it was going to be one show on the island, wasn't it? I don't remember what they said, and it would have been... I don't remember what the details were for that beach thing. But anyway, what about the extra activities? So with Monsters of Rock Cruise, you have all these different like things going on, including meet and greets and pictures. And you can pay a little extra to paint with Kip Winger or Mark Slaughter or whatever the de deal is. Have wine with Y&T, whatever. But what kind of extra activities did they have on the Kiss Cruise? Was it similar, Sonny? Uh, yeah, so you could, you know, buy a painting, you could, there was a newlywed game, uh, there was uh, a pick-throwing contest, there was a drum-off, there was a guitar-off, there was a flip-cup contest, there was trivia contest, family so they had feud. stuff, family feud, they had all kinds of stuff going, so very similar, right, Tommy would do one, Eric would do one, Gene would do one, Paul did a cooking thing, you could watch him cook pasta for some reason, like, so... <laughs> now, like Black and Blue did a kind of like a interview, kind of acoustic, kind of song, weird thingy. They had a interview with Doc McGee, which I thought was really good, that we went to. Jamie St. James and Tommy did the Kiss Trivia thingy. Oh, and there was a pajama night with Nick and Tuck. So everybody did a little bit different. Like, I don't think Night Ranger did anything, and I don't think Queensryche no. did anything. Nope. You would say it was mostly Kiss-centric, because they... You know, they're they're Kiss fans. I mean, that's that's who's on the vote. Right. We did a flip cup competition and it was a talisman that hosted that. Yeah. They're not going to be having a grab my whammy bar with Brad Gillis anytime soon, I'm guessing. Uh, no. 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 <laughs> but when they did, I don't know about the the guitar playing thing, but I know for the drum off, all the drummers from the bands were were there. I got a picture with the winner. OK. Yeah, because they were the they were part of the judges. What about the schedules? So on Monsters of Rock Cruise from, let's say, 9.45, 10 o'clock in the morning till about 1 o'clock in the morning, <laughs> the next morning, there is some show 
something is going on. What were the schedules like each day for the Kiss Cruise, Steve? Probably, I think any kind of music, any bands playing started at noon. There was no, you know, acoustic breakfast with Carrie Kelly or whatever on the Kiss Cruise. Yeah. You didn't get that Joel Holkstra thing in the morning or the, you know, uh, the Jeff Scott Soto. You didn't get that in the morning on the Kiss Cruise. Pretty much everything kicked off music wise at noon. They would have, they had like a, like a swag swap before like, you know, like 10 in the morning and stuff like that. But there, nothing really major was going on band wise until at least noon. Like there would be like a, a, the beginning of the day would be like the show on the pool deck, like at noon. Right. Sunny. Yeah, they did a good job with the schedule. It's basically, if you've ever been on Mork, cut about 50% of the schedule out, right? Just thin it out. And that's right. exactly what the Kiss Cruise yeah. was. There was only one day that got jacked up. And I guarantee it was because of the wind. Because yep. we ended up, Night Ranger's second show was at the same time as Bruce Kulik's second show. It literally split the group, which was, that was bad because I wanted to see both. But that's not on Kiss Cruise guys. That's not on Six Man. That's, that's weather. The wind was crazy. Yeah. That sucks, though. Okay. So what about the overall community, the overall hang time uh, with everybody? How was that, Steve? I thought we had a fantastic time. And, and it was weird, too, because like there were times where, I'll, I'll call it Sonny's cabin and our cabin, where we were all together. And then there was a lot of times where those guys were interested in doing karaoke at the end of the night. We wanted no part of that. So we went on to Bar City, hang out there, shooting the shit. Um, and that's pretty much where all the guys in the bands would go through because it's between the casino and their private lounge. So, and, and trust me, I, I was, I was not one to like, you know, grab a picture with every single guy. I, I know when to pick my moments with these guys, but like they would just stroll through and say, Hey, you know, Hey Brad or Eric from night Ranger. And they would stop and say, what's up? Or Mike stone from Queens record like that. They were like sitting right there and shooting the shit with you. We didn't do karaoke at all. I know Sunday and those guys, they did it like almost every night we had done it on the first kiss cruise. And I'm like, I'm like, I want no part of that shit because it, it just wasn't a thing that we do. So, like, we there's a lot of times where we together bunched up and hanging out. And there were times where Sonny and I were shooting the shit or me and Zeus and stuff like that. And I know my guys, Scott and Rob and Chris, I know they interacted with, you know, with everyone else that was in their group, too. But we didn't have that. I don't know if you agree or disagree, Sonny, that we didn't have that Schooner's Lounge thing where we were all just like, boom, everyone's there. Hey, this band's on. You know what? Screw it. We're just going to sit here and shoot the shit. We didn't really have that because number one, you didn't really have the venue to do it, and number two, you really didn't have the the time to do it. Yeah, the the hang was great. The hang was the reason I went. The hang was absolutely worth it. There's no Me doubt too. about that. And the the hang at Mork is always great too. Stephen, what the biggest difference is here is what you said at the beginning. They are Kiss fanatics. Yep. All the karaoke's all Kiss songs. Mm -hmm. Like after I got off that boat, I'm like, if I don't listen to Kiss for a month, I'm good. <laughs> like anywhere you went was Kiss. I haven't song. listened to one Kiss song since I've been back. I've been binging yeah. Night Ranger and Queensryche, but I've not listened to one Kiss song. Not just rabid fans, just any Kiss nerd that's out there. And I identify as a Kiss nerd, right? I got all kinds of crazy Kiss shit in here too. Right. Right. But there's, I mean, there's much bigger fans than I am. Those we, are you know, all the people in attendance. Yeah. And, and I got to I gotta tell you, the, we went on the first Kiss Cruise. I went myself, then Kristen's girlfriend went, Robin went with his wife and kids. I traveled with those guys. We hung out. We had a great time. And then my wife went on the second Kiss Cruise with me. I said, I want to tell you something right now. I said, if you think that me, Rob, and Chris are insane Kiss fans, like you haven't seen nothing yet. Wow. Yeah. And like literally half an hour into the cruise, she's like, oh my God. Like, I'm not saying that, you know, busted on anybody, but like. We are mild, mild Kiss fans compared to the fandom that is on that boat. Yeah. 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 I walked off that boat going, 
But compared to those people, I don't even like his. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so I imagine uh, one or all of you were uh, responsible for giving Tommy and Zeus back rubs at some point during the cruise. Uh, Yeah, no. no. (laughs) Uh, I, I dealt with the snoring that was in our room. I'm good. And they say, you were snoring. (laughs) Oh, of course I was, but they were too. I just want to make it clear. The running joke was, don't be the one that gets up and goes to the bathroom because you ain't going back to sleep. (laughs) And don't don't be the last one in the room because you ain't going back to sleep. Yeah, we we had earplugs in our rooms. Rob was grabbing the earplugs off of Scott because we're big guys. Scott is about, I don't know, probably 5'4", maybe 120 pounds. And we're big guys. And he snored. Louder than anybody I think I've ever fucking heard. Even Sonny, even louder than you. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, who the fuck is making that noise? And I'm like, it's Scott. Oh my god, he weighs a hundred pounds. <laughs> Tom, Tommy said the first time he goes, Sonny, your snoring wasn't that bad. And I'm thinking, Tommy, you might want to have your hearing checked, dude. I, I don't. <laughs> I think you might be going partially deaf. So overall, Steve, was there any particular standout moment for you that stuck out? as just a fun time, either a concert or just uh, maybe hanging out on the island or anything in particular? Uh, nothing in particular. Pretty much overall, the hang, meeting Tom and Zeus, you know, for the first time and having my my good friends that, that I go on the Kiss Cruise with meet Sonny and all those guys and just to see that interaction of, of my, my podcast friends and my, I don't know, I don't want to say real friends, but my you know, friends from around here meet, interact. And, and I couldn't tell you how many times my buddies, uh, all three, Scott, Rob, and Chris would be, man, those guys are cool. You know, Sonny, like Jesus Christ. He, and, and Sonny, I got to tell you. Wait a minute. They said Sonny was cool. They, they did. Were they drunk? It was an open bar. So that, that would explain. Oh, we were all drunk. <laughs> but my, my buddies absolutely love Sonny because he's the only one that can fucking get me. <laughs> They're like, I love when Sonny's with us because he busts your ass so bad. I'm like, I'm like, I know, I know. <laughs> so Sonny, you're, you're, you might even be in their wills. <laughs> we all get you, righty. We just don't understand you. No, but I mean like get my goat. <laughs> Sonny, anything uh, particular for you that stood out? Uh, yeah. Well, first of all, the hang, yeah. the hang's always great. Yeah. So that, that part's no issue at all. You are not going to see Bruce Kulick band anywhere else. The, no, you are not. Just seeing those two shows, I'm telling you, was worth the price of admission. Hey, this is Bruce Kulick. You're hanging with the Growing Up Rock podcast with Stephen Michael and Hollywood. There's a lot of O's in there. Get your popcorn ready and crank it up with extra butter.
just sitting there and I'm like two or three songs in going oh my god this is so good how are you guys not the biggest band on the planet right now yep. <laughs> right so it just amazing amazing to me Mork is better just because yes I am a Kiss fan I am not at the level that some of these people are and I don't just like steak I like ice cream and I like Italian food and I like Indian food and so I want as many bands as possible let me pick and choose who I want to go see and I'm good with it. And if I want downtime, downtime is great. I can make my own downtime. And I think what you'll hear from people is, I like the Kiss Cruise because there's a lot more downtime. Well, you can make your own downtime. You don't right. have to you don't do have, everything. You don't have to do everything. Yeah. But everything's there available for you, which is huge. And I think I like the, the community that's more general rock that are happy to be there because they have music as a hobby. Mm-hmm. And on the Kiss Cruise, you have them as kiss is a hobby mm-hmm. it's not always the music it's kiss that's the hobby and that's different for me and i i appreciate more better because of it yeah i think that makes a lot of sense and it's it affirms basically what i always kind of thought which is kiss fans can be music fans but they also can be comic book collecting fans wrestling fans there's a lot of things about kiss to love to the average person And some of those KISS fans, like you said, they're not necessarily music fans. They might not even like the music of KISS, but they like KISS as a whole. They like the imagery. They like what it stands for. And so that is why they go to this. And it's a piece of their childhood or whatever. It's it's passed on to generations. I get that part of it. But with Monsters of Rock and why I chose Monsters of Rock before I did the Kiss Cruise, and I still hope to do the Kiss Cruise at some point, but what I 
chose Monsters of Rock Cruise for was because, just as you said, I like variety. There's a whole lot of hard rock and metal bands that I like. And if I get a boat full of them and can pick and choose, I think that's a, a win-win. Steve, tell us where you fall in this. How? Because how, you're you're kind of a music fan, right? Yeah, I, I'm more of a music fan. And one of the differences that that I've noticed, and I, I think I I think I discussed it with Sonny and uh, Tom and Zeus at at one point. The Monsters of Rock Cruise, like it's like I said before, it's focus. Kiss Cruise is focused mostly on Kiss. Monsters of Rock Cruise, you know, you may love. Queensryche, you may love Alice Cooper, you may be here to see Heat or some of the bands you've never get, get to see. Main focus on Kiss Cruise is Kiss, but on the Kiss Cruise, and trust me, I, I know a bunch of people that are the 10 time cruisers, fantastic people. One of my one of my best friends that I met, Art, but there are some people on the Kiss Cruise that believe they are just so entitled to everything. And Sonny, I think you've seen it. They walk around like they own the fucking boat. And I'm like, dude, like, we're just, we're just all, you know, we're just all fans here. You know, there, there's no need to, and there's people that like, oh, you were only on four Kiss Cruises? Well, yeah, you know, sorry. But other than that, I like the variety more of the Monsters of Rock Cruise. Love the Kiss Cruise. Don't get me wrong. I We're, we're probably going on Kiss Cruise 11 with no hesitation whatsoever. But Monsters of Rock Cruise, that's my whole high school years, all those bands going to see those guys. And seeing stuff like, you know, we saw Thunder last time, Honeymoon Suite, you know, people may go like, oh, you know, whatever. But like, there are bands that I never thought I would ever get to see. I've seen Kiss multiple times, Queensryche multiple times, Night Ranger multiple times. And trust me, I would go see them every time when they're close. I literally saw Night Ranger four days again after we got off the Kiss Cruise. Absolutely fantastic. Which is interesting to me, Steve, hearing you say all that, because out of the three of us, and based on the amount of Kiss Cruises you've been on, I would have expected you to have already gone on three or four more cruises before Sonny and I even took in one. So why did it take you that long to come on a Monsters of Rock cruise? I think it was because I really didn't know anybody else that was going on them, truthfully. And when I when I finally pulled the trigger on the first Kiss Cruise, I'm like, you know what? I got to do this once before I die. I don't give a shit who's going. I'm going. I'll find a way to do it. And I went. And it just so happened that my my best kiss friend, Chris, was going as well. I'm like, it just kind of fell into place how that worked out. But, like, I didn't really know anybody that was going on Monsters of Rock Cruise or that ever had. And that's another plus for doing the podcast. Met you guys and stuff, and, and we went on the Monsters of Rock Cruise. You guys were going. You guys have went. And I'm like, well, now I got an in. At least I got someone to travel with or hang with or whatever. But I would have eventually, I'm sure, went anyways. But – you know, knowing you guys and stuff like that was more the more of catalyst to to go on that. And it's funny now because based on last year, now we've essentially created our own small community with everybody that went last year, and then Sunny added two or three people, I think, in this upcoming year. So, so there's like there's like fifteen of us now. Yeah, I'm trying to get my Kiss Cruise cabin mates to go as well because well, Chris goes. Boo-boo, he goes, but I'm trying to get Rob to go and Scott to go, but I know it's tough for those guys. Scott, he he went, that was his 50th birthday present to himself that he went on the Kiss Cruise. Of course, it was a year late because it was postponed. And I know Rob's got two kids in college. He's got one son, like son, he's got one kid in law school. So and with his wife's job and stuff now, it's kind of tough for him to to swing everything. But it's fantastic because I'm looking forward to it. We have the, we're doing the, we do the Airbnb. Last year, we had an absolutely, not last year, I keep saying last year, last cruise we had an awesome time. It was it was fantastic. 
you, you know what was missing from this kiss cruise? Stephen and Jen. Yeah. <laughs> well, at, at least Jen. At least Jen. <laughs> yeah. We missed Jen. We didn't miss Stephen. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think of all the things that we do together, basically, the kiss cruise is probably going to be one where she just tells me I can go <laughs> and have a good time because she went to her first kiss concert. And although she enjoyed it immensely and had a great time, uh, it's just not her bag. I don't think she's not much different than us in the fact that she likes the variety. She likes being able to see the different bands and decide who she likes and doesn't like. We've said it a bunch of times on the podcast before. I mean, she's not like, she's not like the three of us. Music doesn't play and never has played an important part in her life. You know, there's people out there like that. She does it to entertain me and she enjoys it when she does it basically. I was sad I wasn't able to be there because I really wanted to be there with you guys just because I knew that the hang was going to be amazing, and and it was. I think overall, for the purpose of this podcast episode, uh, we asked the, the question, Kiss Cruise versus Monsters of Rock Cruise, which one is better or which one is the right one for you? And I think the overall thought, at least in my head, is that if you like only chocolate ice cream and that's it and that's you're headstrong about that, then maybe the Kiss Cruise is the one for you. If you like different flavors and you like different things, then maybe Monsters of Rock is better. Sunny, overall, if you had to choose one cruise and that was it, which one would you go on? Oh, Monsters of Rock, hands down. Yeah. Steve? It would also be Monsters of Rock because... Kisses at the end, they they are whether they, you know, they or, you know, us fans want to believe it or not. But a lot of these bands, like a lot of the, the newer bands out of Europe and stuff like that, it's probably going to be the only chance you're going to be able to get to see some of these bands. Like I said, there, there's more variety. There's 50 bands on the Monsters of Rock Cruise you have to choose from. And the Kiss Cruise, you have 10. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the overall idea is that, yeah, you have to get out of the frame of mind and I was in the frame of mind for the first, at least the first year, probably even a little bit of the second year of Mork, where I paid so much money to go on this cruise because I paid to see concerts. So I'm going to go to every concert I possibly can and get my money's worth. However, I think the right way to approach it is create your downtime with your friends, have a great time, hang out, and then go see 10 bands that are really important to you out of the 45 bands that are there. And if you happen to catch more than 10, that's great, but go see the, the five or 10 bands that you really want to see. Right. The kiss cruise, it was fun and I might go to 11. It all depends on the timing and you know how the job works and all that kind of stuff. But the only time I won't go to Mork and basically I have a rule. I got to like half the bands. Yeah. If I like less than half the bands, I'm not going on more. And there was a West Coast cruise and I think 2016 I didn't go to because I'm like, I don't like even a third of these bands. Bands are going to come and go off the bill and bands are going to get added and fall off and it, it's going to happen. But uh, I think that you'll not have a problem finding, I think it's safe to say, finding 10 bands that will entertain you out of 45 bands that are there. That's the way I see it. And then the rest of the time, you're just going to have a good time because guess what? You're on a cruise ship and you can eat and drink and hang out with friends. And that's that's worth something to me anyway. That's worth something to both Jen and I. And uh, that makes it worth the price of the ticket that we pay. 
the hang to me is worth more than the music, especially, you know, I go to concerts with my buddies all the time. I don't get to go to concerts with you guys all the time. And just that interaction in between the shows for me is better than the shows themselves. But you throw music and friends and all that together. You you have a perfect combination. I'll throw this out there, which is we could all go on a regular five day cruise for about one fourth of what we pay for these cruises easily (laughs) easily and have all the hang time we want there just wouldn't be that background or that backdrop i guess i would call it of hard rock (laughs) yeah but that's important to me though where else on this planet i'm just going to put it on the planet can you go where four thousand people have the same hobby it's very very rare right so to be on a ship for five days where basically everybody on that ship has the same hobby, right? dude, that is well worth the price for me. Right. You can go to a festival. People talk about festivals all the time. You can go to a festival. You can go to M3. You can go to one of these uh, European festivals, no problem. But there's something to be said about being on a cruise ship where you can walk out of your cabin, be in front of the stage watching Queensryche, and then be down at the buffet eating midnight pizza or whatever. I mean, there's there's something very cool about that. Or watching Y&T from the pool stage as the wind blows through your hair out in the middle of an ocean. I mean, that kind of shit is great to me. You know, that's part of, of what we we pay the the price for admission. So if you haven't tried it and you're a rock fan, I encourage you to look at one or both of these cruises. If, uh, you know, you're not a cruiser, well, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, try it. You'll like it. <laughs> Is there anything that you two want to add before we call it a day? Steve, I'll give you time here to plug your podcast, but is there anything you want to add to this comparison? Because I think we basically answered the question, the difference in the two cruises and then which one you guys prefer and why you prefer it. So I would just say, what's your focus? Is your focus on KISS Is your or is your focus on bands that you grew up listening to in the 80 late 80s early 90s are you more of a a cinderella guy a bullet boys guy a firehouse guy a tesla guy or are you more of just a kiss guy but look at all the bands that are that are involved price wise they're comparable what do you want do you want to focus on kiss and you know maybe some other other bands are are secondary to you or do you want just a, a great variety of you know I could, man, I'll never get to see this band. I might as well see, you know what I mean? It just depends on what your focus is. Actually, we didn't talk about it, but the ports you stop at, they're pretty comparable. They pretty much stop at the same places. They have the excursions. Pretty much they're all the same. But the only difference in that is when you're on the Kiss Cruise, when they stop at a port, everything pretty much on the boat shuts down. They may start something an hour, half an hour before the boat gets going again. But on the Monsters of Rock Cruise, there's bands playing the whole time that you're at the port. So that that may factor into which I actually I don't necessarily like that because you can't get off at the port because I don't I never want to make plans because I don't know who's playing and I don't want to miss somebody that I really want to see. So I actually wish they would not have bands playing while we're in port or at least, you know, till later or something. I don't know. But Sonny, you have anything you want to add before we go? Yeah, I would just say going on one of these cruises is definitely worth it. You should look into it. Like we said, if you're a general music fan, Mork is probably the way to go. If Kiss is one of your top five bands, that the Kiss Cruise is absolutely worth it. Because I'm telling you right now, if 
Sammy Hagar had a cruise or Hall & Oates had a cruise or Y&T or if there was a tribute to Prince Cruise, I'd be on that thing, drop of a hat. Because that's you're talking about some of my favorite music of all time. And there's no way. Maiden has a cruise? Dude, I'm on the Iron oh, Maiden. Oh, hell yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? So if it's one of your top bands, you should go to the cruise because you will get a completely different feel of one of your favorite bands. But if you're a general music fan, you will really enjoy more. Yeah. And something else I was just thinking of is I think the Kiss Cruise is something like I would love to do once, but then I think I'd actually be good. Whereas the Monsters of Rock Cruise, I can do continuously because it's never going to be about one band. It's always going to be about several bands and it's going to be about hard rock versus just a band. So it's something that I can continuously do. I think it would absolutely be easier to be one and done with the Kiss Cruise rather than the Monsters of Rock Cruise. Yeah. Okay. Well, Steve, plug your podcast before we get on out of here. All right. Hotter Than Hell podcast. We release a new episode every Friday at noon. Check us out. If you listen to Sunday and Steven here, you could get us on the same venue or platform that you're listening to and check us out. We do hard rock and metal and um, you hear Steven and Sonny on our show as well. Steve, thanks for coming on. I would say Kiss Cruisers, if you're interested in anything other than a Kiss Cruise, hopefully this helped give you a little insight into the Monsters of Rock Cruise and Monsters of Rock Cruisers. If you happen to like Kiss, hopefully this gives you a little bit of insight into the Kiss Cruise. And that was the whole purpose of this comparison episode. If you're into Monsters of Rock, go back and listen to some of our other episodes in the past. We've recapped our Monsters of Rock adventures on two different cruises, and there's some fun stuff in there uh, for you guys to listen to. Other than that, I think we're just about out of here. Hollywood, you good? I am good. All right. Thanks for listening. We will talk to you guys next week. See ya. Later. Get ready to shuffle, rattle, and roll. Play us out, boys.
Hey, it's Tommy Thayer with KISS. You're hanging with the Growing Up Rock podcast with Stephen Michael and Sonny Hollywood Pooney. Get your popcorn ready and crank it up. Please make sure you subscribe to our podcast, Growing Up Rock, and leave us a review on iTunes. Give us a like and leave us a comment on Facebook at Growing Up Rock.